Amanda. Hey, Tommy. Hey, I got bad news. We have to go to summer school. No, this is my biggest fear as a nerd. I know. I, I thought I did well enough to not have to go to summer school, but I have to go to summer school there. Did we fail our remedial English test? Something like, oh, wait, no, I'm actually, oh, do we have to watch summer school? Sorry, I got that wrong. That's I'm good because that, that I can do drunk. I'm in. That's perfect. And that's what we're going to do today. And can we talk about Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Uh, Anna Maria? See? Have you seen the movie, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. It is good? Oh, I gotta tell you, I love this film. It had passion and a plucky spirit, and, and the characters had integrity. Like when Leatherface went on that strict diet of human flesh, he had to cut out chicken and fish completely. Dave, I agree with you. I'll go a step further. Sure, Leatherface, he wore a mask made out of human skin and he hung people on meat hooks, but hey! We've all got quirks, I've got them, you've got them, Dave. That's what makes this character so, so compelling. Thumbs up from me. Same here. To sum it up, I'm Chainsaw. I'm Dave. We'll see you at the movies. Can we talk about summer school? I mean, what a better day to do it than America's birthday. It's 4th of July, people. Yeah, happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. Well, 4th of July week, I guess, technically. Well, it's true. It's the beginning of the summer. And that's, I think, was the genesis for us coming up with the idea of doing doing an episode on the movie Summer School. I, I guess I should have been specific in the beginning. So One I hadn't seen. You hadn't? Wait, wait, wait. You hadn't seen this? This was I like had a not seen staple. It. This was, I thought I had seen it. And I'm watching yeah. the beginning of it. And I'm like, no, I don't think I've seen this. And I don't know what movie I thought this was. Oh. I think I saw Mark Harmon and Kirstie Alley. And I was like, oh, of course I've seen it. Yeah. Like, of course I've seen it. Yeah. But this movie theaters on July 22nd, 1987. Mm-hmm. I was like three months old. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was, <laughs> I was what? I was three, four. I don't know. I was, I was a little, I was a little kid. But at the same time, this was all over HBO growing up. So I assumed you had seen this movie. I probably had and just maybe just have not committed it to my brain. But yeah, it was I just rewatched it last night. So now I've watched it twice in band of five days. Okay, And it is exactly everything I love from late 80s, early 90s comedy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I'm curious now, especially if you've never seen it before. Um, seeing it for the first thing because I grew up on it. I was like, a, you know, a kid watching it and like, you know, it was like when you're watching 80s movies in the 90s, you're just like, oh, it's right there. It's right behind us. Uh, this is a nostalgia trip because, uh, well, funny enough, and we don't, and it, I was going over, I was doing my prep for this episode and there's like a website that's talking, like, I think it's like 80smovies.com or something like, something like that. And it's like, it's talking about how problematic Mark Harmon's character is, and I'm just like, of no, course. you can't look at it through the, that. Light. It's not the same. That is literally not the same. The teachers used to no. smoke cigarettes in their classroom in the 80s <laughs> and like drink beer on lunch breaks in the teacher's lunch. It is not the same. Yeah. I mean, one thing that always jumps out to me whenever I watch 80s and 90s movies mm-hmm. and even early 2000s is every single high school student looks like they're 47. 
Yes. Like literally every <laughs> single one. Yeah. The first scene, I'm like, again, with the 47-year-old, 16-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> well, how I old did, was everybody when, when okay, this Okay, I've got it. I've got the whole list. Oh, wow. Okay. Mark Harmon, who plays the main character, Mr. Shoop, he mm-hmm. was 36. Uh, Kirstie Alley, who plays Robin, the other teacher, she was 36. Oh, Chainsaw, wow. played by Dean Cameron, 25. Pam, okay. played by Courtney Thorne-Smith, 20. Okay. Ana Maria, played by Fabiano Udencio, 23. Mm-hmm. Wow, I give you credit for pronouncing that. Italians. Yeah. Denise, played by Kelly Jo Minter. She was yeah. 21. Okay. And I find this one hilarious. One? Rhonda, played by Shawnee Smith, who was yeah. the knocked up teenager. Yes. She was actually 18. Oh, wow. She was a real 18. Yeah. Uh, Vice President Principal Gills, played by Robin uh-huh. Thomas, was 38. Kevin, wow. played by Patrick Laboyato, 22. Dave, played by Gary Riley, 24. Okay. Ken, played by Gary Olin, 27. And our little boy, Eakin, played by Richard Horowitz, was 21. And he he's the nerdy guy, right? He's the ner- he's a nerdy yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so with very few exception, everyone was basically between like 20 to 25-ish. Absolutely. Yeah. The oldest was Chainsaw. Yeah. Which, which. Oh, no, uh, Ken, Dean, sorry, Dean 27. I mean, I love Dean. Dean, Dean Cameron, Cameron was king of the school movies in the 80s. Most of the stat, this whole cast is in the 21 Drum Sheet show. Like are they really? These, yeah, that's like so much crossover. I don't think all of them, but a lot of them are. And when I was looking at my fun facts, yeah. this the school is the same school from Karate Kid. Oh, is this, was it in Woodland Hills, California? I don't know. It just says this is the same school oh. as Karate Kid. <laughs> if you look at the layout okay. of the school, you'll see it's spot on. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny. I didn't know this until literally just before this podcast, but- because the thing is, I think it's I think it's a good story. It's fun. It's a fun movie. If you're if you're a slacker like I was in in, in school, oh my God, um, I was not. It. I mean, I, I still to this day, as a grown adult, have um, uh, nightmares about having to go back to summer school. Back to summer school because I I was in summer school for all and, and count this all five years of high school. Wait, wait, so, wait. you yeah. were in summer school all at all five years. Five years in high school. Are you following that. I am following that. I was done with high school in 10th grade. Okay. Oh, are you serious? No, you weren't. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then I did something called the International Baccalaureate Program for my last two years of high school. Okay. This explains why this is going <laughs> off the rails, but like this explains why your pastime, like you and, and my wife get along talking about reading books. And I'm like, and I'm, and I'm Googling like, when are they going to make the movie? Because yeah. you're all studious, smart people. And I'm the one who's like waiting for the film adaptation. <laughs> well, well, I will say I, I always, here's the thing though, Tom, because mm-hmm. this was still true when I went to school. I know, first of all, we need to talk about so many things about this movie that are just yeah. so, when you watch an eighties movie and we'll talk about eighties, even early nineties school based movies. Um, and we've talked about this before days and confused. One of my favorite movies. Yeah. It is incredible how like the ridiculousness like the opening scene of this movie they're all like signing yearbooks with like the 47 year old blonde teenagers and (laughs) someone you know chainsaw just has a black cat in his locker like that's fine and then the security officer for the school is dressed like paul blart mall cop and that's who you have pass out the summer school slips like now if a kid has to go to summer school they're like calling your parents into the guidance office to like talk about how they're going to break it to the kid Nope, let's just have this this Paul Blart mall clap walk around with these tiny little pieces of paper. That's it. You got to go to summer school. We're not going to yeah. ever talk to your parents well, about it. By the way, I am 
And I'm realizing that since you had never seen it, there's probably a lot of people who haven't seen it. So, so just to get this out of the way, the, the plot of the movie, the, the uh, genesis for summer school is, yeah, there are a bunch of kids who are slacking, didn't pass. They need to make up their English credit. In yes, remedial English. They didn't pass the state exam. Right. And there is a teacher who's supposed to teach summer school. And he suddenly wins the lottery and says on a scratch this, off on a scratch 50 off. grand. And he's like, I'm quitting everything. Bye. On, on the last day of school. Was it only yeah. 50 grand? <laughs> it's only 50 grand. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, the 80s. <laughs> so <laughs> then the the assistant or the yeah, the assistant principal or vice principal, excuse me, uh, Gills is running around trying to find a, a replacement teacher to cover summer school. Everyone has an excuse. Everyone runs away from him. They, they speed off in their cars. And then he corners Mr. Shoop, who is our titular character, or not titular character, but he's our main character, Mark Harmon, no relation to Dan, uh, who is Mr. Shoop. And he is the gym teacher who's, you know, just like a laid back dude. You know, he's he's not he's not the teacher type. He's the least teacher of teachers. He let the and, kids pick their own grades on the last day of school. And so uh, he's about to go to Hawaii with his girlfriend, with his 21 year old girlfriend, Kim. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, the he's about to make tenure. And then the vice principal says, well, you have to teach summer school or you're not going to make tender tenure. Uh, and so he gets stuck and then his girlfriend still goes to Hawaii without him, leaving him behind. Essentially, they break they break up and now he's stuck doing summer school. And that's that's where we set up our characters and everybody. And, and then, yeah. he has a dog named Wondermutt. Cannot forget about Oh, I, I forgot. I mean, I feel like knowing no. you, the fact that there's like this lovable dog who's a character in the movie. Best scene in the movie is the very end of the movie when the dog is making out with him and Kirstie Alley on the beach. Yeah. You know, what's funny is like I never had that relationship with a, with a dog. Q dog. Q dog in the background. <laughs> uh, <coughs> like, we can bark. We're allowed to bark. You said no. Um, I. There's the scene when he's like throwing this like ratty ball thing into the ocean and the dog keeps like retrieving it from the ocean. And doesn't he like doesn't the little ball get like lost in the ocean and the dog's like sad? Yes. Yeah. After he quits school, quits teaching because the kids aren't giving him the extra effort. Yeah. He throws it and falls asleep on the beach and it's missing. And then at the very end, when he's making out with Kirstie Alley and the dog comes to make out with them both. It washes back up on the beach. Well, where is he supposed to live? Is he supposed to live at like, he lives in like a house, which by the way, on a teacher's salary, this guy is like selling drugs. He's living on like a beach house in Venice. Yeah. (laughs) It's like on the water. Like this dream house. of like, it's like a little shack, but I mean, I mean, I don't know, maybe in the eighties people weren't, what, it was in a shack. I mean, it was, it was a whole house. It was a shithole, but but it was literally like, even then in the eighties, that's like a $500,000 shithole in California. Maybe he maybe he won the lottery, won fifty thousand on a scratch off, and bought his house. Um, well, I will say the um, the kind of genesis of Kirstie Alley being like the overachieving teacher that's also teaching summer school to the honor students who are volunteering to be there for the summer. <laughs> I just want to point out that was not me. I was not the kid that voluntarily went to summer school. But this was her big, her first big U.S. movie. Was it, was yeah. it really? Yeah, Wait, at thirty six U.S. movie. She must have done more foreign movies before this, but... I didn't know that. Yeah, that's one of my fun facts. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I will say, I mean, she passed away not that long ago. Uh, until then, I mean, I I loved Kirstie Alley. Let me finish. I loved Kirstie Alley tor- until the end when she mm-hmm. went off the deep mm-hmm. end and became a problematic. 80s, 90s Kirstie Alley, I had 
I, I, I was crushed on her hard, but also had a massive appreciation for Kirstie Alley. Oh, come on. I just watched It Takes Two again, which is one of my sisters and I's favorite movies. Yeah. With the Olsen twins. Yeah. Kirstie Alley's like the social worker that wants to adopt one of the Olsen twins. Oh, and was, I that, was, like, was that what the title, was that what her title was in the movie? I didn't realize she was, that. She's like a social worker or something. Yeah. But. Yeah, she's. Which, which, I forgot how good she is in that fucking movie. So good. I will say it's really funny. My my uh, my son, my wife and I were trying to figure out what movie to like watch with my kids. Some like movie from our childhood, and uh, the Lindsay Lohan remake of Parent Trap. Parent Trap was was a little bit after my time because I was like I was I think I was a teenager at that point. You missed out, man. That handshake. Whew. But we watched it. No, no, we watched it though. And I and I said I was like I gotta be honest I know it's not the it's not a remake I know it's like a sort of a ripoff but I will say I think it takes two is way better than Parent Trap I love it takes two so it good. takes two is great yeah so good it's similar right I mean it's it's based yeah it's, it's, yeah yeah it's similar, it's similar. yeah but definitely uh, similar but the, it is not the the Olsen twins are not actually related they just look identical where the Lohan twins are identical twins separated at birth each parent got one yeah which which, which is so I, which fucked even, up I, <laughs> so fucked up in what universe the mom is just like mm, i'll take the one on the left you can have the one on the right bye have a good life i love how i love how stupid that plot is and you have to like glaze over the fat pack the fact that the parents are horrific people to just do that. Be like, yeah here's the thing we're gonna break up why don't you just take one i'll take one and we never talk to each other again and like, like they're splitting the value of a car. Like, oh, we have we have this house. Let's sell it and, and split the pro- proceeds. No, it's like we have two kids. Oh, you know what? You just take one. I'll take one. It's Never like the worst. Again. It's the absolute yeah. worst. But speaking of problematic, let's I'll, yeah. I'll bring okay. it back bring to it summer back. school. The whole thing is like they have to pass this test. And he's kind of like, fuck this. We're not going to do this. I want to be on vacation in Hawaii where yeah. I'm not. So we're just going to go on a bunch of field trips. Yeah. And poor Eakin, the nerd, is allergic to everything and goes home smelling like goats, sneezing. And his mean grandma that he lives with is like, yeah. your, your <laughs> teacher's not teaching my grandson. Well, she so finds he gets goat hair on goat him. Hair and he's, on like him and he's sneezing. <laughs> yeah. So he ruined it for everybody. He did. It was a little fun. And it's not his fault. That poor boy. Oh. God. But the uh, then he kind of is told he has to all these kids to pass or, you know, he's going to be fired when the vice principal, the real principal comes back. And so he bribes the kids. Okay, you all get one wish and you have to try really hard and pass this test. And so they all have these weird wishes, which this is where I guess the problematic teacher comes in, because like Uh you have to throw a rager at your house for all of us kids. And he just has a bunch of high schoolers over his house just drinking and setting off fireworks on his couch and setting it on fire. Yeah. Just totally normal. One of the students just lays in bed with him. Completely fine. He's good with it. And then she just oh. moves in. Pam just moves in. Yeah. Courtney Thorne Smith. I just love that. that she just decides just, to move I'm going to just yeah. come on in. Yeah. I <laughs> Well, she starts becoming like his wife, right? Like yeah. she starts like acting like his wife. She calls like him cooking Freddy. Dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so fucking weird. I will say, and that's the thing, like when I was looking up like facts for the movie and stuff, I, I said I came across a website that's like, well, these are some problematic things. Looking through like the 2023 lens of it all, which, okay, that's fine. But can't compare the movie like no. now. And, and beyond that, as I'm reading, I'm like, I think you're missing the point. You're not supposed to look at it because they said like Kirstie Alley's character is the one who's like, you, sh- what is wrong with you? Like, why are you? That's, 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 don't do that. 
you're going to ruin that girl. Like, that's, I know you're trying to be helpful, but don't do that. And you could see it through that lens, too, where Mr. Shoop is, like, trying to, like, help her. He's trying to be, like, nice, and he's trying to, like, feels like he's trying to do the right thing, but clearly, like... There's something else under the surface there that she's yeah. like latching onto him almost like romantically. And so you can see through that too, where it's like, oh, he's trying to be nice and he's trying to be the nice guy, but maybe he shouldn't be doing that because that's a whole other thing to that. But yeah, but I will say uh, the that relationship on itself is is sort of funny. And also like, what were the other kids thinking? Was anyone else? Because all the other kids just assumed they were like, sleeping together right wasn't that then they come up I at guess. some point yeah they didn't even care yeah. they're just like oh this is what happens now but also the the um like the other wishes some of them are sad like poor denise just wants to learn how to drive and then you find out she's dyslexic oh denise i think my the favorite storyline is the what's the boy who's the stripper um is that ken oh, is that um is that ken no uh, Ken's kevin? The, kevin yeah i think so yeah He's a stripper and his um he gets found out that he, how old he is. Mm-hmm. No, it's Ken, I think. I don't oh, know. Is it Which, either one. Kevin, I, I think, is the one that helps Ron to have the baby. Uh, uh, Ken, <laughs> Ken is, Ken's like, my mom showed up and my aunt kissed me with tongue <laughs> and then pulled my mask off. Yeah. And now I can't be a stripper anymore. Yeah. So your mom went to the strip club, put yeah. five bucks in your G-string first. Then your aunt kissed you with tongue and yeah. now you can't be a stripper. So you're going to be good at school. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was, I loved all the, cause that, that's like slowly revealed too. Like why is this kid constantly, you know, sleepy at school Um, and everything gets slowly revealed, but it's kind of funny too. Like there is like the funny thing there too, where like Denise, uh, you know, we, we like were unraveled into like, she's trying to learn how to drive and then yeah, she's dyslexic and I don't know all the unraveling of all these like little kids and like their little things of like, I just want to do this. I want to do that. And they're helpful. And it's just like this ragtag team of, kids which i love i love any movie that brings together I like a like that. A, it's very breakfast yeah. clubby and yeah. very john hughesy i like that you know me i'm such a sucker for the underdog coming out on top i'm such a mush but yeah. that nobody believed in these kids and even the vice principal keeps coming in and saying like enjoy teaching these derelicts you know a yeah. bunch of rejects and he's yeah. like they're not rejects you know mr shoop's looking out for them he's like you, they can do this and yeah. even like Again, I'm such a fucking sucker for this. But like when Eakin, the little nerdy boy, is at the party and Denise is like, you're you're kind of funny right now. Like he's finally getting friends and his only (laughs) wish was to be invited to the pub. Oh, no. I will. You know what's you know, what's funny, though. Complete side note. The actor Richard Horvitz, um, who plays Eakin. Did you ever watch Power Rangers as a kid? The original Power Rangers? Yes. He's the voice of Alpha 5. No. Yeah, and apparently he's had like a massive like voice acting career doing like cartoons and all this other stuff, but I wanted to be Kim the Pink Power Ranger in the worst way, man. I wanted to be with Kim the Pink Power Ranger. I think a little bit of me too. So crushed. Just didn't know um, yet. He was in a bunch of stuff too. And then and it's really funny cuz I don't think anyone will remember this. I do. Apparently he was also in a one-off SNL like pre-recorded sketch called Bear City. Which no one remembers this. I remember it. I got to figure out when Bear City actually aired, but it was uh, uh, Fred Willard, the late Fred Willard, who we was actually the uh, new new Joe in I think you should leave. The one who's playing like the uh, organ. Oh yes. Well, I mean, I'm very familiar with Fred Willard. I love him. Yeah. I love Fred Willard. He's the voice, like the narrator for Bear City on SNL, which always like was jarring to me because he wasn't a part of SNL at all. And all of a sudden, you heard this voice, and I'm like, I know that's Fred Willard's voice. I love Fred Willard. And this is, yeah, this random schedule of Bear said, anyway, he's in that too. 
he has mm-hmm. uh, done a bunch of stuff. But actually, he was in he was in a, a sketch comedy group with Fred Willard, which is where that that all connected to. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, he's gone on to have like a really great career doing voice work in a bunch of stuff, and and famously, he was Alpha Five on Power Rangers. That is such a go. good. That's a good fun fact. Although the chick that plays Anna Maria, she's in Hard yes. Bodies. Uh, she's too. also in. She's awesome a lot of powers, vagina. right? Yeah, yeah, she's a lot yeah, of yeah, yeah. Okay. powers. And she's in, and in the army now. Is she really? Yeah. I didn't I know. I mean, like, I clicked one. on her because I was like, how do I not? Yeah. What is she? She's got to be like a small part, but I don't remember what the hell she is. Well, that's the thing. There's, there's a handful of uh, of folks. So, okay. So you have obviously Mark Harmon had like a second coming of his Let's career. Let's talk about in, like, how fucking hot young Mark Harmon is. My God. <laughs> Wow, we I was like, okay, been, Mark Harmon with your charming little smile. Well, I was gonna say, would you have been Pam moving into Mr. Scoop's house? No, I wouldn't have. I would have been the fucking nerdy honors kid in the other been, class. He would have been Kirstie Alley's class. Alley's class. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she he was a little hottie in that Freddie well, shoot. And he was and he was about 36, you said? 36, the, yeah. Yeah. But I was gonna say the the cast in this in general is kind of funny because there's like there's a handful of people that you just never heard from again. And then a handful of people that you like see pop up everywhere. Obviously, Mark ha- Mark Harmon, Kirstie Alley, Courtney Thorne Smith, who had an entire 90s career after that. Dean Cameron, who was like king of the ski school movies and stuff. And then obviously popped up in It's Always Sunny when they did like the ski school homage episode. And then I'll mention this briefly because go on too long if I give myself too much time. But I will say hmm. I had a massive crush on 80 Shawnee Smith. Okay, uh, well, she's just scary to me now from the Saw movies. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, because I know she was in the Saw movies, uh, which I, fun fact, I've never seen that. I've never seen any of those, by the way. Shut um, the front door, really? Yeah, I know. There's, yeah, so there's okay. some franchises I just never. Anyway, uh, but love Shawnee Smith. I'll get back to that in a second because there's a little bit of like a, like a you know, six degrees of here. What I didn't know was, because uh, again, I, I remember I said, I watched this through HBO in the 90s and that was my introduction to the movie Summer School and that's why yeah. I fell in love with it. But I didn't realize that one, this was produced by Shapiro and West, who those names sounded familiar because those are the producers of Seinfeld, the TV oh. show. Um, so the, the producing team behind Seinfeld, uh, the original score was produced by Danny Elfman and it was directed by Carl Reiner. Holy Santa Claus shit. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, oh, wow, that's what, I mean, it's, it's a well-directed movie. It's a good movie. And it's really funny because uh, Roger Ebert, like famously gave it like half a star. It's got like a 50, it's got between the audience and the critic scores on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like hovering around 50 something percent on both sides. So it's definitely divisive in that sense. And I think a lot of it comes from like, if you appreciate 80s movies, and that's why I think this is like one of those movies where it's like, wow, like when people talk about 80s, classic 80s movies, I feel like this is deserving to be up there. I don't know if I'm overselling this a lot, but no, I No, like, because for me, this should have been... Uh, this is in the realm of, um, I mean, I could be wrong. Obviously, I was three months old, but this should have been a bigger movie. I feel like it was super underrated. And that yeah. is probably from the death of the Siskel and Ebert timing. Remember how they used to just like the yeah. minute that they yeah. gave something a thumbs down, it was like mm-hmm. dead in the water. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, they had a, they a lot of weight. Yeah. And oh. I don't know. I, I feel like this is hits every mark when it comes to a classic 80s movie, right? Like, yeah. there's uh, the underdog comes out on top, group mm-hmm. working together to do something, a, 
a teacher believing in the students when no one else does. Yeah. Hot people all around. Troubled teen pregnancy getting through it you know like yeah. the nerd every aspect of an 80s movie a teen movie is in this movie yeah but the, it's also hilarious like you've got like yeah. the jane silent bob version of chainsaw and dave like you've got yeah. i don't know i just i loved it so paul reiner who directed it right and this is the part i, I thought was kind of unfair in some of the reviews and specifically the the roger ebert review i, re I read in the late 70s he directed a lot of the Steve Martin movies, right? So he directed The Jerk in 79, a movie I never heard of a Steve Martin movie called Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. And then he directed The Man with Two Brains, which I had heard of, which is another Steve Martin movie. And then he takes, he also directs All of Me, which is another Steve Martin movie with Lily Tomlin. After that, he takes a break from hanging out with his buddy Steve Martin and he directs Another movie that we have to talk about somewhere, um, and I'm going to throw it on the list for summer things we should talk about because it also has summer in the title, which is Summer Rental. Oh, I did know that one. Yeah. That's yeah. the one with John Candy? John Candy, which yeah. I didn't see until way later. Again, it was another like HBO discovery, and that was in 85. I probably didn't see that until like 99 or 98 or something, and I was like, what is this? Probably this when is, I saw I, it too. Yeah. I had never seen it before, and I was like, well, this is like a great 80s movie, and I... And, Anything with John Candy, of course, and important to me, had Carrie Green, who is my redheaded crush of yeah, all 80s movies. I understand um, that. Uh, but it's really funny. So he did he did Summer summer Rental in 85, then he did Summer School in 87. So anything with title, Summer in it. But the Roger Ebert review was like, oh, this isn't as good as he should go back to directing movies with Steve Martin. It's like, all right, don't, don't do that. Like, don't no. just. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. At the box office, this did. $35.7 million. Yeah. Which isn't awful for an 80s just summer comedy. Yeah. And they released it. I mean, now having done this podcast, releasing it in July so that summer, kids yeah. can watch it, you know, at the <laughs> movies during summer break. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it probably interested to find out what movies also released when it did oh, that I it had to fight against. Too. You know what I mean? So yeah. that kind of stuff, again, now having done this podcast, you can kind of see how they get lost in the get lost in the sauce. Yeah. Well, pulling up right now and I already have it. So that okay. week. And I'm trying to see if this is correct here, if the release dates around that same weekend was Dragnet, which was really funny. I actually saw I was watching an old clip of Tom Hanks on a late night with David Letterman when he was on NBC and he throws a jab at himself for the movie Dragnet, which I appreciated. I was like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, he's like, oh, they're not all winners, you know, like Dragnet and. And so anyway, sorry. So it was that week we had Dragnet. You had Full Metal Jacket. Which that's not a comedy. So, okay. We can, no. You had Inner Space. Do you remember Inner Space? No. So Inner Space was the one with, oh, now I got to remember the names here. It was Martin Short and Dennis Quaid. Oh, okay. Um, That was a movie that wasn't, I don't think it was on HBO growing up. I think it was like, that was like, you know, like Channel 11 movie of the set, you know, Sunday afternoon movie kind of thing got it okay yes no i um, just looked up the movie poster got it you had adventures in babysitting oh uh, oh that was a huge one robocop yeah. there it is yeah no one's uh, going to see summer school with robocop in the theaters yeah going all the way down the list right and this is think about this summer of what was released right beverly hills cop 2 uh space balls oh, revenge of the God. nerds 2 nerds no. in paradise um 
And then I'll skip down because the rest of them are not comedies. You have Jaws the Revenge. You have Roxanne. Roxanne is, I guess, technically a comedy. Ironically enough, uh, Roxanne is a Steve Martin movie. Uh, so playing against his old Carl Reiner buddy. And then Summer School rounding out the July box office at number 15. That's not fair. It didn't stand a chance. No. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was a, that's that was a good why. summer of comedies there, too. That know? was a great summer of comedies. Okay, so that's kind of, yeah. that makes more sense because... When I was watching it, I was like, this is like a, I mean, you told me this is one of your favorite movies. And I was like, okay, I had to have seen it. Having watched it, realized I didn't. But now I can see like, it scratches that itch, man, that that summer on a Saturday when you don't want to go outside and it's too goddamn hot and this would play like (laughs) I would just watch this. Well, and then, you know what? That's the other thing, too, is, you know, again, I keep referencing this one review because I was like sort of annoyed by it uh, from um, uh, Roger Ebert. But, you know, he was like, sort of threw out there like, oh, what's the point of this movie? The movie has no point. And in hindsight, I'm like, actually, yeah, that and that's but that's OK. Like, it's all it's honestly like, OK, that the movie doesn't. I thought it had a point. No, I thought, I thought it had a point. Yeah. But it's like it doesn't have high stakes. Like it has absolutely. Some stakes, yeah. But absolutely. it's more just like, let's let's enjoy the ride kind of thing. And, uh, you know, again, giving Carl Reiner credit for what he did here, too. The, it's a good movie. And but it's just fun it doesn't it doesn't there's nothing where it's like a grc like oh no what if this happens or you know it just is and it's okay like it's just a fun ride I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this is one of the best gore scenes in a comedy movie ever i couldn't believe that was 87 those kids pulled that off that was a great scene it's funny you say that because i feel like does this lay the foundation for a lot of like future teen comedy kind of things like the foreign exchange student rope and- oh I think you're on to something. Yeah. So anyway, but also, yeah. And then, and then depending on where you were, you had, oh, I never, I never finished my thought, by the way. So Shawnee Smith, who was my crush, who was the one who was apparently had a crush on a the pregnant teen, not a kink necessarily, but I don't know. I, I liked her, but I mainly liked her from the other John Candy movie. Do you remember that one? Which one was she in? Oh, if you don't remember which, which, cause she, she was, was great the main, outdoors. No. Oh. It's funny. Cause this is, this is a movie that like. I'm not Doesn't good with up. this kind of stuff like you are. <laughs> I have to like well, pull it up and then be like, oh, there it is. Okay. So I, okay. I, I, hang on. Let me, let me get over and see if I can find a list of all the John Candy movies from the 80s. Because this one, this one stood out to me. I hope it was 80s, by the way, now that I'm thinking about it. And I'm hoping there were people screaming, <laughs> screaming at their headphones or however they're listening to this, being like they know the thing I'm talking about. So I got to find it first. But you have no recollection of Shawnee Smith being in any other movie. Yes, I do. Well, that was what what I was just going to say is I remember her. She showed up a lot in that time period in like little tiny roles. And I don't remember. remember, That's what I'm like. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't tell you what it was, Mm -hmm. but I I, it's going to drive me nuts now because I'm going to you're going to tell me what it is. I'm going to pull up and be like, shit. Yeah. Okay. John Candy movies. Okay. All right. Did you find which one it is? I, I did list? find which one it was. Okay. Going down a rabbit hole now, too. But okay. So I'll start from 85 because there's a lot of <gasps> other movies. But I know which you know one which it one is. is. You yeah. know which one it is. Right? Yeah. Have okay, you, have you seen it? Keep going. Oh, of course I've seen it. Okay. Okay. So looking at all the John Candy movies, we have Armed and Dangerous, which um, just a side note there. I'm taking a lot of detours here. Um, if any, no one's ever seen Armed and Dangerous, fun movie, but has Eugene Levy in it. And I, everyone's, everyone talks about Shit's Creek. And oh, Eugene Levy and his son, Dan Levy, too. Right. I was on I was into Eugene Levy back in the 80s 
or 90s whenever whenever I was watching Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara together always they're their little comedy group they used to do Shakespeare together with Martin Short back in Canada it's the best but I've been a fan of of all Eugene Levy things way way back when I just want to point out folks this man has not watched Schitt's Creek in I have no. So I, I am planning. I have a conversation. Tom, I had a conversation with someone else who was like, who mentions him. It's like, oh, that sounds like you know Catherine O'Hara's character from Schitt's Creek. And I'm like, all right, I have to watch it. But every time I talk, every time I talk about watching it, I ask people, I'm like, hey, just to be clear, I have to like, you have to like push through the first few episodes. It's always what I heard it was like, you have to push I know through the first. People few. say that, but I am such. I don't. I don't even know how yeah. to describe how I am. But I just when I love something, I love it for all of it. And I just, yeah. I like the first few episodes because it really does lay groundwork for the characters and like their growth later on. Yeah. But yeah, they're not as good as the comedy is not as good as later on, but I appreciate them. Yeah. So I went off way, I went way off the rail. Okay. I'll come back. We so talk about John Candy all Shop of Horrors, Spaceballs, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, The Great Outdoors, and then 1989, same year as Uncle Buck which was a great starring vehicle from him. He also executive produced it. And it, and it was a one of those movies that I feel like was written specifically for him. Who is Harry Crumb? Which I don't see a lot of people talk about when they talk about John Candy movies. But I love who's I love who's Harry Crumb. It's uh, a good one. It, that was a Saturday morning movie. Whenever I stayed at my dad's oh, house. Okay. Yeah. That was a Saturday morning movie. They would always have it. It was like AMC and used to be TMC, right? Yeah. Well, well the, the, both. They're yeah, TMC, it AMC. Would, they, yeah. It would always be on Saturday morning movies. That yeah. and the great outdoors, always. Yeah, <laughs> but who's he plays Harry like Crumb? a. He's the investigator. Yeah, he's like a he's okay. like a like bumbling PI who's and apparently his dad, I believe, was like famously like a great detective, and he's trying to follow in his footsteps, but he's always growing up everything he does, uh, and then he gets this case, and then Johnny Smith is the daughter of the kidnapped victim in the movie. Oh, no, sorry, sister of the kidnapped victim, and she's just a little sweetie. Like I love Shawnee Smith. Anyway, that's that's a, that's a, my affection for Shawnee Smith. I keep that's going fine. off the rails now. I mean, I could not put that person together with the chick from the Saw movies. So yeah, <laughs> glad we did that because I'm like, oh, ooh. yeah. Um, and the other question I had too, I don't know if you know this, is they they obviously talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre a lot. Yeah. When when did that come? Out? That was a set. He that was in says the 70s. in the movie a line like the 1978 classic Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Oh, it's I 74. Believe. I just I found it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, because he does say that line hilarious. Yeah. One of the promises they do a live streaming of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the vice yeah. principal walks in. And he's like, new movie from the district, how to safely use power tools. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's so good. What's the excuse the kid gives when he's like he goes to the bathroom in like the beginning and then he doesn't come back until like the test. Like all the way at his, the end. his fly got caught. My zipper fly got stuck. caught. Yeah, my fly was stuck. Um, and I he's, love, I he's honest. That. He's like, no, I know I passed. The computer messed up. Um. I I always love that. I I would reference, I would quote that line a lot in talking to people. And, you know, if I was going to the bathroom for a while, Jer- Jerome Watkins was the character. And <laughs> no one ever gets it because it's such like a, like a very deep I'm cut, so glad I'm know, going to get all of your season. quoted lines now. No. By the end of this podcast, by the time we, we, we series finale our podcast, you will get all my references for all the things. And then the other thing I wanted to mention too, and I'm glad nothing's come about it because this is about 10 years ago. There was a story in, I think it was Variety, that they were potentially working on a, a Hollywood Reporter, excuse me, that there was a remake. There was uh, two, 2010 and oh. 2012. 
They were trying. Oh, really? Okay. So the story I know about is Happy Madison trying to make a a remake. Was that before or after the other attempt? So this one, it was, uh, they thought they had it in 2010 and then again, another company in 2012. But this movie was akin to a lightning strike and may never come again in the same way. Why push it? Yeah. Which is funny too, that they're trying to remake it because I'm like, it's, Again, wasn't a massive hit. It wasn't a hit at all. I don't. I didn't think. Um, and it's sort of like this underground thing that a lot of people hadn't seen. Uh, by the way, I'm reading it now because I, I remember I, I saw this earlier. The original, so the 2010 attempt was written by Alex Kurtzman, who is the guy who is like screwing up all the Star Trek stuff right now at Paramount. Great. Yeah, the one who like screwed up Picard and all the other things. People yeah. were like, oh my god, make this guy stop. He's turning. Star Trek into terrible t- Star Trek. Okay, so. great. Well, then let's not have him touch it. Yeah. Like Happy like Madison, how- if someone was going to do yeah. it, 90s Happy Madison, I would have been okay with. Yeah. But now I- there's not enough room. I know. Almost afraid because you know it'd be like if they if Happy Madison tries to do it, they would shove Adam Sandler into the role of Mr. Shoop and which defies the whole point because again, to your point, again, from, from the female perspective, he's, he's, teacher but he's like hot teacher but like yeah. laid back cool slick you're gonna need a hemsworth for this one yeah you can't have adam sandler like ah, no. you, you know, know who could do it ryan reynolds uh, he, he would be a hot mr shoot yeah With that little sarcasm be. and like yes yeah yeah i think he could do it i okay we should reproduce it we should write a, we should, we should do write this a sex script okay um redo it. ryan reynolds and, would be our mr shoot for sure who would be all right, so if you had a cat, let's, let's go down this road. This is a fun game. So who would you cast as? Kirstie okay, Alley, so Kristen Bell. Wow, okay. I can see Kristen that. Kristen Bell. When yeah. I was watching it, I was like, this is giving me Kristen Bell vibes. Like, very cute, but also like, if she has to fuck shit up, she'll fuck shit up. And I yeah. think that's just because I was watching clips from A Good Place the other day. <laughs> I think that's why. Well, I think that's why she was too, there. I mean, especially a modern remake, I feel like you can also give, uh, what's her name? Robin Elizabeth? I feel like you can give her a little bit of extra in this. You don't have to just make her the the smart, yes. level-headed teacher in the yeah, background. I could see Kristen Bell. All right, so um, who, who's Gills? Who's the vice principal Gills? Oh, my God. Um, oh, come on. Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor. Is he still canceled? <laughs> yeah, I think he is canceled. We're going to have to find someone uncanceled. All right, who do you have? Canceled. All right, you have to have someone who's like sort of stuck up, sort of. Oh, no, he wouldn't work. Jeffrey Tambor wouldn't work because he's got to be around the same age because Kristen Bell's got to date him for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Justin Thoreau. Okay. Yeah, I can kind see that. Kind of a pretty yeah, boy. Yeah, a could one. be an asshole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say him or, uh, oh, who's, who's the guy with the big nose? Adam. Uh, Adam. Is it Adam, Ooh, Adam Ro- Driver? No, Adam Driver. If anything, I could see Adam Driver playing Mr. Shoop. I, yeah, me too. Yeah. Because I feel like, I mean, well, what's funny is Mr. Shoop is like, like, like a surfer dude, right? Like he's a surfer dude. Yeah. That's also, yeah, a that's why I said a Hemsworth because they're always surfing. But Ryan Reynolds has like a good kind of asshole he has a quality. Vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see him as beachy. Uh, all right. I mean, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm young enough to cast the teenagers. But who would we you don't think? even know who the teenagers know. are anymore. Well, no, because now we could do like Zendaya could be Denise who can't drive. <laughs> yes, that's about as young as I go. Or. um Shalomala Bing Bong. He can be the slacker kid. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. He could be Chainsaw. Because did you watch the one with Jennifer Lawrence? Jennifer Lawrence could be the teacher. Jennifer Lawrence could be the teacher. She could be the teacher. Did you watch the one with 
Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, and Timothy Chalamet about the asteroid coming towards Earth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because he plays such a good stoner slacker in that one. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's funny? You just won me over. I can totally see him playing like Chainsaw or Dave or someone. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm afraid to keep going down this road because I'm like, I don't know. If, I, don't <laughs> I don't know, know the young, young actors. Hollywood. They're all going to be 47. <laughs> I don't know enough young Hollywood anymore. What's that, Jared? What's the tall kid from um, Kissing Booth? Oh, oh you, God. you already lost me. Oh, okay. Because he could be the one football kid. I've really, uh, every young actor I know is in Euphoria. Can I, can I just tell you, and I, I don't know how they do it, because I feel, I think we're around, all around the same age. Um, our sister podcast in the Gotham West Studios universe, in sync. they did episodes on movies and TV shows that I'm just like, that are very much inspired by the 90s teen comedies and stuff. They did, you know, Do Revenge and all these other movies were like with Young Hollywood. And I'm just like, I can't keep up. See, now I know a lot of Young Hollywood because I do watch all those movies. Like you do in my head. I'm like, where could we put Maya Hawk? Yeah. Where could we put the whole cast of Stranger Things? Because I know those young gents and ladies, but like I do watch the like corny movies. Do Revenge was great. was good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like what would happen is I would pick one show where I know all their names and just start trying to yeah. place those people in those roles. <laughs> so it's going to happen. Um, yeah. And I feel like, especially with this movie, if we're doing a modern version. Whoever goes to the bathroom has to be like a massive cameo. You can't just make it a, a random side character. It's got to be. Yeah, some, no, it's got to be a huge cameo. Yeah. That's one of the kids from Stranger Things who like everyone thinks is going to be in the movie. In reality, it's a it's a cameo that he goes to the bathroom in the, in the beginning and then just never comes back until the end. That would be so good. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. I, I love this game, by the way. Do we change up any of the stories? So ooh, the pregnant teen is going to be a hard sell. Is it? I mean, we still have a teen pregnancy. It's not like no, gone. I but mean, like, like the, I would say the romance is like what sweet little boy is going to fall in love with the pregnant teenage girl? But I think that was sweet. Like even it back was then, so sweet. Yeah, it I loved sweet. it so much. That's what I loved about like this ragtag team of kids who were like all from different like little areas of like, the nerdy kid and like dyslexic girl and like I love how also the description of uh, Courtney Thorne Smith's character is like oh she's just easily distracted. That's her whole thing. She's like staring out the window, staring at wait. Is she staring at waves? <laughs> like I don't understand the. Like why? And she looks like she's crying. Like, are you crying because you're not surfing? What the fuck is happening? But in the best way. Yeah. Um, And then I don't know if you can have a kid as a stripper. That might be. Yeah. Tough. Okay, but then what do you replace it with if he's not stripping? What is he up late doing? Uber gaming. (laughs) Gaming. He's gaming. He's got a live stream and he's twitching. He's on Twitch. Not Twitch. (laughs) This is why we are old. He's on Twitch streaming. He's on the Twitch. Wait, he has an OnlyFans that he live streams every night. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got to be like his feet or something. It's got to be something where it's like, oh, we can't overly sexualize a kid. But at the same, I mean, I don't know if that that still might be. I don't know. We've talked about that before in this podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We're going to have to figure that uh, one out. Maybe he's just subsection. a gamer with a YouTube channel that has millions of followers. And nobody knows that it's actually him. Yeah. We'll, we'll start a writer's room, which has always been your dream anyway. And yep. we, will, we will recreate. We'll, we'll write a spec... Spec I'm just going to text. I'm going to text Ryan Reynolds, you know, because mm-hmm. we're besties. And yeah. I'm just going to say, hey, let's do this. Yeah. I mean, he just sold Mint Mobile for like nine quadrillion dollars and yeah. he's got a little extra laying around. Wrexham's well, he- being promoted. He's fine. I'm not necessarily suggesting this, but keep in mind, too, with a lot of like the modern remakes, you can also like gender reverse some of the roles and make oh, I Miss, love that. Mrs. Shoop, like Miss Shoop. And then, you know, who would be a Miss Shoop? Who? You're going <laughs> um, to say, you're going to say, 
What's her name from The Good Place Again? <laughs> no, I was going to say from Always Sunny. What's her name? She had the Mick. She had the Mick. Yeah. She'd be a uh, good Mrs. Shoop. Yeah, I can see that. Because well, of the Mick, the way that she's just a fucking wreck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see that too. Oh, I like this. Now you sold me. Get okay. get the get like Megan. Why I forget her name? I can't Megan Gans. Her name at all. Yeah. Get Megan Gans from It's Always Sunny and Community and everything to help write that too. Because I think she, I don't know if she was involved in the Mick, but I think I thought she might have been. But yeah, I feel like, yeah, let's get that whole people, all those people together and say, hey, we're okay. going to do a modern mm-hmm. retail. Now, all right. So now who's, who's your role, role reversal or gender role reversal for Miss Bishop, Miss Bishop, Kirstie Alley's character? Well, I think, I mean, now we can tag in a Hemsworth if it's going to be like a, a very handsome uppity teacher who is teaching the smart kids. A little accent in there wouldn't hurt. Like a British, like a British something. or an Australian, a little something, you know, yeah. upscales them all automatically. Well, no, what about Adam Driver? Let's go back to him for a second. I feel like he <sighs> could do that. Can't he lays in a dirty Why? place in my sex brain? I can't have him there. <laughs> no, but I feel like he can play. He's smart. already playing the live remake Snape. Okay, when right? they're redoing the Harry Potter shows in my brain, he's already Snape. Can well, we make that happen? Can you call can we- those people for me? If we just say it enough, we can make it okay. happen. If that's happened around Hollywood. Okay, before. so Adam Driver, you think? Well, I was just saying that because you got to find someone who's like, who who can you see? The guy that plays Joe and you. What's his name? Ben Badgley. Uh, he's too. No, we need someone who can do comedy. We need we need okay, like okay. someone because Kirstie Alley was eighties Kirstie Alley to be clear before problematic nineties oh Kirstie Alley. I really uh, loved her. I'm so yeah. sad it ended that I know. way. I know when she's when she's tweeting <laughs> like when her last tweet before her death is like, oh, no, that's problematic too. kind of under under like takes a little bit away from everyone being like, oh, let's remember Kirstie Alley for look who's talking and other 90s and 80s things. Let's not talk about post 2000s Kirstie Alley. It's um, really sad. I'm, I'm trying to think. Well, it's funny enough. I mean, if uh, and why can't I remember her name from It's Always Sunny? Um, uh, Caitlin Olsen. I know I couldn't remember her name. I feel like, well, because her husband, Rob. Ryan Gosling. No, no, no. Okay. There is a specific type we're okay. looking for here. You got to find someone who's I don't even want to tell you what I've Googled. Attra- attractive, <laughs> but not like like model. You can't, you can't do, like Ryan Reynolds would have worked because he's a good looking guy, but you can see him as a gym teacher. Like he mm-hmm, just doesn't mm-hmm. care enough to try. But if you're looking for someone who's like super smart, but attractive, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, you're right, funny. you're right, you're right, right. You got to find that, that, that cosmic mix. You're correct. Okay. This is this is who's, becoming who's something. Uh, I'm trying to think. And they have to be around Caitlin Olsen's age. So we're looking, you know, so. John Hamm. He just popped up I, as a I hot guy that. who could I, play a teacher. I, and I also, I got to say, I also like, I do like John Hamm. I love John Hamm in comedy. Same. Um, Me too. He's so... Bridesmaids, his character in Bridesmaids makes me laugh probably harder than should. Well, I yes, but also I'm gonna say this, and this is this is my barometer for uh this is my barometer for Hollywood actors or or anyone who's like not necessarily like comedian, but all of a sudden like they like get involved in some kind of like pet project or something. For John Hamm, that was and I and I mentioned it, I think, in this podcast somewhere else. We have to do a whole episode on this because I we have to do a whole episode on like underrated movies in general, but Confess Fletch, which oh, was yes, a, yes, yeah, we talked about that. We did, okay, yes. Did, you hadn't seen it, right? Still. No, still haven't. The fact that he was like heavily working behind the scenes with uh, uh, Greg Matola, who directed it, to get that out there, and 
you can see like it's it's a vehicle for him and his style of comedy. And I'm just like, yeah. I respect this man. It was a great movie in general. Add to that the fact that the movie is just like it's just really good and really like it. And I'm like, all right, if that's his sensibilities for comedy, you have my mark of approval. Okay. Um, and so all I right, feel like so, you put yeah, put so some glasses on him. He puts yeah, put put spectacles on his face. What about um, James Marsden. James Marsden could work, right? He's I very him yeah. As, he's a pretty boy, and he yeah. could, he can be he's hilarious. He does very well in comedies. Yeah. He hmm. does. I mean, he was uh, Thirty Rock. He was great in Thirty Rock. Yes. Uh, and he's also everyone's. Ever, I mean, I haven't seen it, but Jury uh, Show on. I haven't, but I've heard it's incredible. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm looking at who similar to James Marsden. Yeah, I feel because I feel like he works. I, all right, I'll, I'll go with either of those, depending on our budget. Okay. <laughs> budget. <laughs> depending on our budget, we can go John Hamm or James Marsden. So in in our script, we're going to write a James Marsden or John, John Hamm type. Actor. And are we sticking? Are we sticking with our Always Sunny girl? I think so. I think that was a great call. Okay. Yeah. All right. If not, I think Kristen Bell could do it too. Because I, I can too. hear. Because the thing is, like, do you stick with the whole concept of the their the teacher is like a surfer dude or or chick? Because I mean, if you do, then yeah, there. I mean, there's just so many ways it could go. Now, here's the thing. I will say, funny enough, I feel like I feel like Kristen Bell and Courtney Thorne Smith are very similar in that similar yes, folks. Tiny blonde, short hair. Yeah, yeah. Which that's why I think why she worked as like being like a surfer chick. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. The only thing is with uh, with Caitlin Olsen, I don't know if I can see her surfing. I'd have to see her surf first. We'll have to have a meeting with her and ask her if she's ever taken surfing lessons. And we also have to remember whoever is in this role, they have to be like attractive to all ages. Like the younger students, someone has to think that she's hot. Yeah. Which is an easy sell for both of those two. But yeah, I think either of them can work. I mean. So remember when we started this podcast about a movie that existed and then tried to recreate one? Uh, but I like this. This is a fun, this is a fun game. This, I like I this say, game. And I'll, and I'll say Can it. we make a new podcast that is literally we just talk about a movie. Let's recast Re- it for and remake it. Uh, I will say I when people do this on social media where they're like, oh, here's a modern recast of Back to the Future. I hate it. I hate it so much. And maybe it's because I'm not the, not the one doing it. So everyone listening to this is probably hating me and you right now like oh just hardcore i just want to hear their if you have better ideas comment them on one of our social media posts about this because i like it and yeah. i really like i really like disagreeing with them when they're like that could never work yeah i think i, I think i make a good casting agent i'll just say that i, I, I think you yeah you're because you also know more about the people i will say though um with this movie it gives a really cool opportunity like you said gender roles you can switch around yeah. I mean, let's make the boy stripper. Let's make it a girl stripper. Yeah. Well, I now once you do that, I think yeah. Now yeah, but what if she is eighteen? So it's legal. Uh, Maybe. (laughs) Because then it's weird when the teacher shows up to the strip club to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what the what? No, it does. The t- he shows oh. up to the strip club and it ends up being ladies night and he doesn't know that because he tells the dog that they need a woman in their lives. So he goes to the strip club. Not a good move, Mr. Shoop. But then he shows up there and then he's like, do I know you? Hey, do I know you? And the kid walks off and he's like, don't tell him how old I am. Um, I'm going down. By the way, I'm just going through IMDb now trying to find some actors and actresses we could potentially cast in our in our fake remake. Uh, oh, Aubrey Plaza. I feel oh, like come on. Yeah, she is Miss Mrs. Shoop a hundred percent. How did yeah. we not do that one? I could do that. 
Yeah. She's good. Do that. Uh, Colby Smolders. Minka Kelly, we haven't seen in a long time. I don't know why she's trending. A long I loved time. her in, parent, in Parenthood. Did you watch Parenthood? Uh, I did. I loved that Which is that really show. funny. My wife also watched it. She was one. Well, she was one who got me to watch it, but she has no recollection of ever watching it. So I love um, that show. Yeah, and then we we can find a job. I don't know. Maybe it could be uh, the the nerdy kids grandma. We can get uh, Megan Markle, who's popping up on the list of trending. Oh, she needs Megan. a job. They're you know they're they're not doing that well. Remember uh, Cameron Diaz and Bad Teacher? Yeah, absolutely. she would. Young Cameron would kill it. We need we need that vibe. And I will say, Super I was hot, thinking of doesn't that. doesn't give a shit. I was thinking of that, but I was like, that's why you can't go yeah. there because she's basically already played that role. Uh, and she's a little too old. She's aged out. Yeah. Well, I mean, and for what it's worth, and again, I just, to be clear, I'm not age shaming anyone. We are not aging. No, she's just got to be. But what's even more hilarious, she has to be the age plus having a 21 year old boyfriend that goes well, to Hawaii without her. Well, that's what I was going to say. So we might have to we might have to rethink our casting because Caitlin Olsen is 10 years older than Mark Harmon was mm-hmm. when he did because uh, him, her and even John Hamm or James Mark, they're all in their late 40s. So but, you know, late 40s is the new 30s. It is. So it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think Jennifer Lawrence could be a good. How old is J-Law? She's, I don't know how old she is. Uh, what about Mila, Mila Kunis is a little too old too. I think Aubrey Plaza. I think we should just end there. Yeah, I'll take, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, we have Aubrey Plaza. What about our girl, and, Alexandra Daddario? She she popped up. I know. Yeah, she did. She popped up for me too. <laughs> it didn't mean I bet that she like did. that. But yeah. I bet she did, Tom. As soon as I said it. Oh, I I I know who can play. Okay, I know go. who can play the Gillis. Go. Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> ben Mendelsohn? Yes. Mr. Schuhpastel. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. Oh, I've got one for the Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. Yeah. Do you know she's from Rhinebeck? New York? Yeah. Basically neighbors. Twinsies. (laughs) Um, All right. Last one. because I've gone really off the fucking. (laughs) Jillian Jacobs just just came up my list too. uh, On the star meter list for my IMDb. Kat Dennings. So. Oh, man. I mean, we could just keep playing. I think we're just yeah. I think now the game is Amanda and Tom finding hot <laughs> actresses in their 30s for, yeah. to play this. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to I got to close this now. Gotta, OK, gotta, gotta get away from it. Oh, I also. All right. Last one. Last okay. one. Female okay. reversal. Ready? And you're going to love yes. it. And then and then now it's a big budget film. and We got to We got to, you know, there's a lot. Pedro Pascal. All right. <gasps> and that's it. No, I can't. Nope. Moisture as, as meter. The, as the, Moisture uh, meter maximum. Can't do it. Can't do <laughs> but, it. But think about it, him as the, as like the honor student summer school teacher, as the- Throw glasses the on him. One. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. We're good. That's what I'm saying, so, right? All right. So movie's made and we can't afford it. All right. We're now looking for investors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to go get the rights from Happy Madison, apparently. And then we can do, we can do it. So Another person we can just text, you know? So overall, I think I'm happy about this because it seems like- you just saw this movie, but you actually yes. you actually liked it. I loved it. And I'm sad that I yeah. and my fiance had seen it. He said he'd seen it quite a few times. Oh, he's yeah. He's seen okay. this. Yeah. But I I'm sad I hadn't seen it in my younger, formidable years, because this is yeah. the exact type of movies I would watch, as we've talked about when wa- talking about all of our John Hughes movies. And and especially being a kid who's got divorced parents and I would go to my dad's on the weekends and Saturday mornings. Yeah, I would just watch like a couple hours of TV eating cereal out of those bowls that had the built in straw in them. So gross. <laughs> but those were a big hit. Yeah. Um, and just watch these movies on Saturday mornings and this would have fit in perfectly. Yeah. 
Apparently, there is a special edition release here. The 20th anniversary of Summer School, many of the original cast were present for a reunion party. No During way. an audience Q&A, Dean Cameron suggested that he would be open to a sequel or possibly even a remake of the original. When asked who he would cast as Chainsaw, he suggested, and I got to figure out what year this was, he suggested Shia LaBeouf or Zach Braff. So that was that was early 2000s, because if it came out in 87, 20-year reunion. It was 20th anniversary. So, so that, that would, would be, 07. Yeah, which I think is kind of late for Zach Braff or Shia LaBeouf. Uh, yeah, you're looking, yeah. Or, you know, Shia LaBeouf going bonkers. No, what's the, the guy's set. name in all of the, like, she's all that and stuff. He's tall. He's doofy. He's a comedian. He always played, oh my God, he was in the Scream movies. You're not talking about Freddie Prinze Jr. No, 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 no. He's like in... She's all that. He's the one that goes on the real world. Why can I not think of his name? Oh, Matthew Lillard. Yes, Matthew Lillard could be one yeah. of those two. Well, he but he was way older. I mean, I could have seen him there, but like think about it. He was in he was in uh Hackers back in like the early oh my 90s. God, he he's already, that old. Oh yeah, yeah, he's old, old. Yeah. I mean, I don't I look had it up very now. inappropriate crushes at a young age, I suppose. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, keep in mind, I mean, year was she's all that. That was like ninety nine, right? Yeah, it was ninety nine. My God, not in my so, brain. And Matthew Lillard was born in 1970. So we're talking 99. So he's basically, let's see, 70, 80, 90, 2000. He's 30, he's 29. Damn. Yeah. So 29. Old, dating a, dating a, yeah, <laughs> I know. Hackers is another right, one. I well, really I thought it was a great movie. It was a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen this movie and you enjoy 80s movies, the comedy yeah. is incredible. It is wildly inappropriate would never happen today but that's kind of the best part i mean like chainsaw and yeah. dave are hammered every day yeah and the teacher's just like <laughs> let's not get so drunk at school okay yeah <laughs> what's the okay when he says the line where he's telling the kids about if they don't pass the job he's like if you guys don't pass my job memorex i don't get the memorex like the floppy disks it gets erased or uh, I don't get is it. That what, is that the line? That's the line. He's like, if I, you know, if you guys don't pass, then forget my job. Forget it. It's Memorex. What does Man, that mean? I don't know. I, I tried mean, to Google it. In the in the late 80s, Memorex yeah. would have been the cassette tapes, but. Oh, the cassette tapes. Does that make any sense? I don't know. Unless you guys all pass that test, my job, Memorex. I mean, I will say this movie definitely set some expect expectations with me as far as like the one thing he gets the kids into writing about was when so they good the 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 sunglasses Sunglass. yeah happy dude or whatever the hell it's called yeah so it's know. great and this i'm is... a i like young amanda wanted to be an english teacher very badly and this this is <laughs> <laughs> this is probably what it would ended up like <laughs> yeah you had been teaching summer school i would have had kids writing harry potter fan fiction for extra credit <laughs> That works. Yeah. Which is, ask your wife. It's a whole world of Harry. <laughs> Harry Potter doesn't even exist half the time. It's always like Hermione and Draco are banging in all these fan fictions. And this is what happens when, when like, it's something that, like. When nerds grow up. Yes, when nerds grow up. Because, like, yes. obviously it was during their formidable years and they were, you know, things were twitching and tingling when they're reading about things <sighs> or seeing stuff on Little screens. Little vagina quivers. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. I will say there's not a lot of movies like this in general, right? Like there's not a lot of ones that were like the teacher's the cool one. It's no. usually just about the kids. No. And you know, I'm sure there is. I'm sure someone's like, what about so-and-so? This gave me like, there's a specific time 
Uh, I was just talking about this with my fiance the other day. Remember growing up, because we were pretty poor and we had a lot of kids, where if you were going on a vacation, it was usually a camping vacation. It was very cheap or like whatever it may be. That excitement of when you were getting close to like your destination or even going away to like a family's house for a weekend, like that excitement when you're getting really close to the destination is the like that feeling doesn't exist anymore as an adult. Just does not exist. And this time of year when school is over and you're about to have like the whole fucking summer. It's the best feeling in the world, akin to when we talked about the movie Snow Day. Yeah. When you find out you have a snow day and you like, oh, my God, I have a whole day to do whatever the hell I want. Go outside and play with my friends. Get into trouble. And it made me kind of sad for them when they're all getting so excited about their summer vacation and they find out they have to go to summer school. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's like literally. And you can speak on this more (laughs) than I can. I remember my friends had to go to summer school. It was like their hearts were broken. Like I. The for me, I will say for the first the first year I went right. This is actually a really like very random, very very specific to me kind of story. So the first year I went to summer school, yeah, I was like a little heartbroken. I was like, this is weird. I was kind of scared because I was like, I have to go to summer school. That's a bad thing, right? Went the first year. I was like the nerdy kid who was like, why are you here? Like no one really understood why I was there. Cause I seemed smart, but I really, I just was like, I was a slacker. I was just bored and I just didn't want to do things. Mm-hmm. And I think it actually was like a science or English credit. I forget what it actually was. And I befriended all the other kids there. And you know, that was, that was, it was, it was fun. And I got over with it, but the teacher was cool too, where he's like, ah, oh, you just show up. We learned what we had to learn, figured it out, took the test, the regents test at the end and everything was fine. The second year where I had to go to summer school, I showed up and the teacher was like, all right, so then for homework, we'll do this. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa homework? We're doing homework. She's like, yeah, well, it's school. So you're doing homework. And I was like, oh, okay. Like this teacher like took shit way too seriously. So I was like, all right, I'm good. And I just, and she's like, well, if you don't like you, you can leave. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Fair enough. And I left. And then, you know, I mean, this is like a little kid, you know, teenage, you know, angsty calm. And so anyway, I left. And then instead of going to summer school every day, I would go into lower Manhattan and I go into like the financial district and hang out in Battery Park. And your on- mother thought you were in summer school. Yeah. And I would just hang out and grab a bagel with cream cheese and, and sit in the park at Battery Park and watch the ferries go to the Statue of Liberty every day and look at the Empire, uh, the World Trade Center. And then one day I showed up. I think I mentioned it on this podcast. Uh, I showed up and and in my spot where I sit with my bagel, they're filming a movie. And I'm like, what is this movie they're filming? And then it turned out to be this really crappy, low budget movie from High Times Magazine uh, called Potluck. And oh, yes, you did tell this part. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, if you want to, well, if you want to be an extra, we just, there's no pay, but we'll give you pizza. And I was, you know, a teenager. I didn't know any better. They also didn't know that I was not 18. So they were like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and so I got to do it's that. Incredible. And so I did that for a couple of days while they were filming and then they disappeared. And then I just kept going there and hanging out. And that was it. That was my summer. So I, I also failed summer school, which is also probably why I had to go multiple years. But well, I just realized as you were telling that story that my mom and sister, if they were listening to this, any of them would be like, you're a liar. You did go to summer school, but it's worse than you think. I had to go to summer school. We've spoken about this before. I grew up Catholic and we had my sister and I had to make our communion and redo it via summer school. So every day my mom would drop us off to the church and we would go to Catholic summer school for (laughs) I'm not kidding. And there was this older girl that my sister and I thought were so cool. She was in it, too. And then like another boy. Yeah. And our teacher's name was Mrs. Horn, and she was so fucking mean. Oh, my God. She was so mean. And 
we spent our whole uh, summer at Catholic summer school oh, to redo our communion for this church. Yeah. Real not- cute, mom. Real cute, mom. What, what I don't, a bitch. What, what sucks about that, and this is where, like, I, uh, you know, like pleading, if there are any teachers listening, I know there's at least one teacher listening, right? Yeah, my if best got, friend's a teacher. She listens. Yeah. If you have to do summer school, right? If you have to teach summer school, just be cool about it, right? No one wants, you don't want to be there. Neither do the kids. Like, just, you don't have to go full throttle. She's teaching summer school right now, too. Okay, I wonder I'm begging what kind her. of teacher she is. <gasps> please don't give Dina, homework. Please. This is Tom's pleading from you. Please. They'd all rather be in Battery Park. Yes. <laughs> getting roles in High Times movies. Yeah. She teaches middle school, though, so let's hope not. <laughs> Wait, there's there's summer school for middle school students? I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, man. I See, I only had to go to summer school in high school. So that was okay. my, that's my barometer, so... You just missed the cusp because when I was coming up in high school, that was when they introduced like the No Child Left Behind. So it was kind of like, eh, just push him up to the next grade. He's got this. Yeah. Anyway. Good movie, um, everybody. Yeah, go watch it. Happy summer. Welcome to the summer. Happy summer. Yeah. Happy 4th of... Well, you'll be hearing this the day after 4th of July. It is the 4th of July for us. Have so, so hope you didn't blow your hands off and have a tummy full of hot